Hello, welcome to Sherman, the crazy Asian station. I am so excited to have my main man, Andres Escobar, on today. Andres, how are you doing, my man? Amazing, dude. I am doing, having a great day today in uh, Florida. How about yourself? Um, having a, I, I'm just tickled pink, man, that we could finally get you on to hear your story and share it with the world, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's awesome. I, I, um, I love your energy, man. And, and, you know, it's, uh, always good to connect with you. <laughs> well, why don't, why don't you give an introduction to the audience of who is Andres Escobar, man? I appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. Um, Andres Escobar, man, I was actually born in Colombia. I have no ties to uh, the drug cartel. And I, I know that because I served in the Air Force for six years. Um, actually reached the rank of senior airman. Not a big rank, but, you know, it was a, it was a part-time job. It was a, it was a reservist. And uh, the military is where I learned some discipline. Um, I could always go back for more. I don't know if you know, if you, if you can. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I definitely, that was a full-time commitment. Uh, so, you know, my job in the military, I wanted to become and get, um, do computer networking. And God is funny because uh, he knows who you are. And, and so he put me in a position where I would be able to use my skills as be, being able to help the military feel at home, away from home. So my job was the cook. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it's funny because the, the military or the Air Force, uh, the cook was like the first um, place that you learn what, what, what to do. But then in that career field, you also did recreation, fitness, lodging, uh, mortuary affairs, search and recovery. So it was a gambit of, of many different things that, that we did. Um, but I, I got trained in cooking, rec, and fitness and those three things put me right front and center of people i wasn't stuck in, the, in an office i was in front of people all the time uh and and i was able to interact and, and help them and and you know um after 2001 uh you know 9 11 went over and and helped out uh in spain helping the the people the the military members transition from, from being home to going into theater, which was combat zone. And that was a, that was a good job. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time there. So, so I am a, by, by nature, um, I, I connect with people easy. I, I studied sales, marketing, business. Um, and, you know, I've been in different industries like real estate, mortgage, medical, and technology. And, you know, that's basically a good foundational start for myself. But, uh, you know, uh, merging those all of my uh, skills and everything, I think I, I'm in a point in history and in time where I can do that, you know, with marketing, technology, people, you know, and the different industries. It just it comes together. So I'm, I'm naturally right now in digital marketing. I'm in that space and I'm helping different businesses you know, capture what they need, uh, whether it's new leads, uh, the attention of their current customers, uh, past customers, and, and just branding if, if needed. So it's, 
and and you you have a, a you're in the finance industry and and I am amazed how much you know about marketing and branding it's it's I uh, I I I I tilt my hat to you uh Sherman <laughs> you you're you're doing you're doing a great job I don't know if you guys know but Sherman uh does an amazing job on his his social media presence for sure no, I appreciate that, Andres. So, so tell us, obviously for you then, serving people really is at the kind of the cornerstone, almost a pillar of your life. Can you kind of just describe that to the audience? Like, where does that come from? That's so weird. I have no idea. I mean, that's, I guess that's what being self-aware of, you have to know what you're good at and, and, and that happens to be mine. And you know, it just comes natural. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a, I guess, you know, I guess it started out as being a people pleaser, right? And we could start there, you know, being a people pleaser, you're going to run yourself uh, rapid. And it's, 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 it's not a good place to be. Um, I don't know what your philosophy is on that or others, but um, I've learned that being a people pleaser you just never <laughs> stop working. <laughs> you can't please everybody. I mean, is it, am I right? You can't please everybody. And so that's, that's basically, um, you can please some people sometime. It should be, you can please some people. What was it, was it, was it say? You can please some people all the time, but you can't please all the people all the time. That, 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 that's a concept. So I, I learned that. And, and, but naturally I was um, a people pleaser and it might have to do with, I don't know if you're familiar with the term of codependent. Um, mm -hmm. being, co being codependent is where, where you sacrifice yourself to help others to a point where you're depriving yourself and, and you're, you're digging yourself, but you're lifting up everyone else. And, and that really isn't a good place to be. And I know you and I have had many talks before about, you know, you have to fill yourself and then give from the overflow. And yes. that's my mentality now. I have to make sure that I'm filling myself. My cup will run, run it over and, and I can give from the overflow 100%. But it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's not a, a give-take mentality. It's more of, of, of a making sure that your systems and, and, and your energy and everything is, is in order in order for you to give to your maximum potential. Because nobody wants to receive half-ass. You know, if you're going to give, give fully. Give fully. So that's, that's where I'm at. That's, and, and, and did I answer your question? I don't know if I, if I went around it because I, you know, you're going to have to slap me if, if, I, <laughs> if I don't. If I don't, man, let me know. No, no, you totally have. And, 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 and I think sometimes as you, you kind of reflect upon that, you re realize, okay, so you were in, you know, in the military, you're serving not only directly where you're serving people through the food, right? Hundreds of people that you're serving, um, right. cooking for, but then you yes. also served in the military, which, you know, services the, the country as a whole, right? And then it just it seems like all the different jobs that you've taken have always been seeded with the idea of helping other people. Now, of course, in sales, you get commissions, but ultimately, I think for you, you're more motivated by helping others win 
than you are thinking about how you're lining your own pockets. I think that, yeah, 100%. 100%. That is, when, when money is not, not the ad object, I mean, my Twitter banner in the top says, stop chasing the money, start chasing your passion. And, you know, understanding your passion um, is, is the key. Is the key to happiness, right? Yep. I mean, the happiness and, and, and I did something about happiness. I and mean, I'm always, I'm always trying to understand, um, you know, what makes me happy. Uh, and that, and that changes, uh, on a, you know, on retrospect, looking at, at different times in my life, you know, what made me happy back 10 years ago is not the same thing that makes me happy today. Um, but anyways, you know, so, so, so right now, Andreas, um, what's got you pretty like passionate, kind of fired up? What are you excited about right now these days? What am I excited about right now? Um, I'm excited right now for a project that I'm working on. Um, it has to do about, it's a, a farm. I'm actually going to help a farm have more digital online presence. So yeah. You know, back in the days, you know, people used to farm. That was like the main thing. Mm-hmm. Before the, 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 in, the Industrial Revolution, people farmed. That's it. Most, most people, and they were hunters or whatever, but they all had, you know, those type of jobs. And, and looking further back, you know, throughout the age of man, most, most people were farmers, you know, and that was like a, an error, a huge error er- er- of, of us. So now, you know, this farm among other farms are becoming more digital understanding technology and stuff. And, and, you know, hydroponics is huge and tower gardens, air, air gardening. And, and it's, it's, it's becoming, you know, saving space and, and utilizing space for the best in this effort. So anyway, so that's, that's a project that I'm working on right now, helping them uh, promote themselves, get their online store going, uh, getting the social media aspect of it going, um, and it's, it's exciting. It's, it's really exciting. I had that meeting today. Um, and just, you know, networking with other individuals to promote and, and help each other out with our email, uh, list. And, and for you, what, 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 what gets you excited about digital marketing? Like, why did you end up choosing that space over, you know, the various areas that you could really, you know, tap into your ultimate skills? Um, you know what, because I, I, technology, like I got my first computer, um, when I was in second grade and that's a long time ago, dude, (laughs) I, 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 I don't even remember middle eighties. So like before the night, before 1990, I got my first computer. Let's put it that way. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, having to type the, the code to be able to play a game. Uh, you couldn't just, you know, press a button and it starts. You have to type the code. And so anyway, so I, I got into computers. I got into coding. I got into all that good stuff. Um, and, and then I got into sales. And, and I'm like, oh, dude, sales is awesome. I love sales. And then, then I had a job where, where I actually coordinated with the marketing uh, director to be able to maximize my sales. And I'm like, holy moly, are you serious? 
like this marketing guy is like the next level of sales. There's automations and things that you can actually put in place where, where I can make my sales job easier. And I'm like, easier is better. And this was back in 2012. So you just got disconnected. So let's continue. This. We'll put it as like a part two in the segment. Okay. So the question that it asked you is, why did you choose digital marketing over any other industry to really tap into your skills and, you know, and, and ultimately have impact? Right. And, and so uh, the way I saw that, that once I, a marketing director and, and me in sales, because it was from computers to sales, and then I worked together with a marketing director to be able to be more efficient with my sales. And I saw marketing as a level two, like next level type of thing for for my career and, and I learned about marketing very little by little, learning here and there, bits and pieces. Um, and then I I was able to get mentored a little more by a gentleman and and so got some some information and and and, and more more direction. And then I was a little dangerous. I, I, I felt like I knew a little more than than the average person and I'm like, okay, wow, okay, I can I can help people out a little bit. So did that little by little. And next thing you know, I, I started my uh, digital marketing uh, company, um, joined forces with the other marketers to be able to uh, deliver more service and and better service. And, and, and that's where I'm at now, you know? Gotcha. So, so it kind of opened up the more that you were doing in regards to marketing. Yes. Yeah. Marketing is a big umbrella. Marketing is a huge umbrella that, you know, you can't just, one person cannot handle it all. Um, and a lot of different companies, um, they want certain aspects of, you know, the, I went for one of the first questions I asked people is like, what do you want marketing to accomplish for you? You know? Um, and a lot of them say, you know, I, I want more, more leads. Okay. Well, I mean, that's simple. I mean, we could just turn the faucet on and get you leads and that's great. Um, but then, you know, you tweak it a little more, you get more targeted on your, your type of lead audience that you're, you're hitting. Um, and then how are you converting those leads and stuff? And so, you know, it is, it is literally the, the faucet and in this of any business, you know, it, it can, you can turn it on and off, you know, sometimes a business doesn't want, doesn't have the capacity to grow anymore. Sometimes they reach their capacity. Sometimes they don't even need marketing. So, you know, but any, any, uh, at the, when I see that, I, I, I realize that they're not, they don't really have a business. They have a self-employment and mm -hmm. they, they don't know how to leverage and they don't know how to, um, you know, go to the next level. So, so if they, if they're open to it, I help them with that as well. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you try to help them beyond the, the initial marketing strategy. You try to think about their overall business strategy, kind of starting with the end in mind. Where do they want their business? Where do they want it to go? hundred percent. Like today I spoke to somebody and I said, are you looking to sell your business? Uh, later I said, no. Do you want to build a team? No. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I know because you know, to me, I, I have, I could have one 
uh, perception of, of what it means to ha have a business and or be self-employed, but that's not their vision. And um, I just get a, a real small glimpse into what they they want accomplished, and then then I can go to town and help them with that vision. Because honestly, it's not mine. It's not my vision. Not my business. But my business is to know their business. And one of the things that kind of comes out here is ultimately you're still all about helping individuals. One of the things that always impressed me is that for you, you're, you're holistic looking at your life. You are um, looking at ways to improve yourself 360, 360 degrees. Can you kind of share with the audience like? Oh, uh, sure. Definitely. Um, you know, to me, uh, God is is first, and I definitely have um, that. I, I look at life at, 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 at you know different aspects, and I guess you call it pillars. So um, spirituality uh, would be one of the top pillars. Um, physical, you know, and you know that's like your your body. Uh, mental. Uh, relationship and financial and those those I think encompass um, a lot of different uh, aspects so you can get that the holistic look so to me you know God and my relationship with God is important because it it overflows into my my life all, all throughout um, you know prayer is by far one of the most important things to me and uh, prayer meditation has to happen uh, for me on, on a daily basis uh, or else I'll, you'll find myself, I'll find myself off track. And if, if I'm off track, then I'm not at my full potential. So that's important. Uh, physical, you know, uh, being uh, part of a, having a gym membership doesn't do it. You have to actually go and, and make sure you're eating right and, and doing all the right things. So I, 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 I slack a little bit on that, um, you know, but is, it's you, life is not, everything's not going to be shooting at a hundred percent. Um, if you, if you see somebody that's, everything's at a hundred percent, they're probably presenting, uh, life not as real as it, as it is because it's not. Um, and it just, it just, I think this is natural. I mean, anybody that is, is hundred percent at all aspects of life is is rare um to me actually the only person that actually uh did all those aspects at 100 percent would be would be jesus so you know mental reading keeping up to date on what's going on relationships with my family and finances you know my business so those those are the type of things that uh you know i'm looking at and making sure that i'm not leaving behind any of them um, there's a certain lower level of expectations that is that right no um, there's a, a gauge I guess you know it's like your tank I have a certain alarm that tell, tells me okay this tank is is empty is getting close to empty let's fill it up we need we need to get back on it so um, it's like a symphony it's like a, it's like a symphony that's going on sometimes one instrument is higher than the other 
and some are lower, but they're all playing at the same time, you know, mostly, you know. Great. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, and, and I, know, I know that's one of your strong communication levels, right? We were talking about this the other day, Andreas, that for you, when you speak, you have a tendency to, to correlate things or to organize them into like analogies or metaphors. And that's such a way to speak because even if you and I, like you and I aren't in symphonies, right? You and I don't play the violin or, you know, the bass or the cello, right? But you and I can understand that concept of how our lives are 360 degrees when we think about a symphony, right? And you you have these different moments where certain times you're going to have a little bit of a louder or an emphasis in a specific area just based on what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and uh, thanks, thanks for that. The, the, the analogies, I, I think I have it, it just natural thing for me. I don't know why. You know what it is? It's the analytical part of myself that, you know, when I was working on computers, that why I was able to fix computers was because I was able to uh, theorize and 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 look at the problem solve, and and that's another aspect of me where you know I like to problem solve and and you know, helping businesses with their problems is, and in sales, you, if you're not solving a problem in sales, sorry, you're going to find yourself out of a job, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, the, the analogies help very much in, in communicating um, thought processes that might be normal for you, but it might not be normal for somebody else. Now, can you share maybe with the audience some of the things that you do maybe on a daily basis to feel like you're moving that needle or, or, or doing better on that? Can you, you relate it like the gauge? Hmm. Okay. Sure, sure. So, you know, I read the serenity prayer uh, every morning. Um, and like today I was like running out of the house and I'm like, okay. I didn't read, so I, I, I took my. I don't. I don't have to memorize. I have a horrible memory, by the way. But uh, <laughs> um, that's that's not one of my strengths. So I I, I take it with me and I, I read it and and um, so serenity prayer is really like key um, for me. And and I left it in the car because that's that's what that's what it is. It's uh, I can look it up real real easy and find it because. The internet's amazing. So it's like, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's, it's, that's a short version. There is a huge, huge longer version um, that is, is powerful, huge, huge powerful. Uh, and it goes, it goes like this, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world, as, as it is, and not as I would have it, trusting that Jesus will make all things right if I surrender to his will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with Jesus forever and ever in the next. And that's it. So it, and you kind of be thoughtful in, in that prayer, and it helps you deal with so much in your life. Like, you have no control over what somebody else is going to do. If somebody's going to cut you off in traffic, but you have control about with your reactions. And, and that's, that's what you really can control. And, and it just gives you peace. It gives you so much peace. So that's, 
really one of the biggest tools that I use. Um, I have in the past been part of men's group um, at, at church and being accountable with, with men that you can actually meet with. Um, it just speaks volumes to what you can accomplish. And it helps you move that pendulum because these guys are going to, are going to ask you, Hey, what do you want? What, what is it that you want to do? And then, and, and they, and they come alongside you and they help you. And this, and everybody needs the help. I don't care if you're Elon Musk, if, if, if you're, you know, Facebook, uh, the, the name just escapes me, but you know, the, Zuckerberg. um, Zuckerberg, thank you. Suck. Um, you know, it, you need a, a close group of people that know you, that know you. And, and I, you know what? Sometimes it's, it's ugly. If you look in the mirror, sometimes, you know, you know um, sometimes you can't see all the nitty gritty and, and the, the stuff that, that makes you up. But sometimes it comes out, you know, you're, everybody has good intentions, but what really separates the people from the intentions is the results and and the results are really uh what is a sure tell of your intentions so if you're not getting the results that you want then then truly what are your intentions that's what that's the question that you got to ask and that's one of the gauges that i have like okay are the results i'm getting uh going in either any of the aspects that i talked about finances or relationship okay what are my intentions what are my true intentions well that's where you need to be self-aware and, and be real with yourself and you can't be real with yourself how can you be real with anybody else no oh, really good point so kind of to illustrate a little bit about this uh, maybe and I, and I love asking this question if, if life goes exactly that you see it in the next five years what does that look like for andreas escobar progress man just progress oh man next five years um it's in so many different aspects of life um i would say i would be if, if everything goes what would life look like at the end of five years right like kind of like the five-year goal is that what you're asking yeah, and, and again, it, it goes exactly that you wanted to. Right. Wow. <laughs> I think I have to go back to my surrendering prayer because I just feel like, listen, it's great. I, I just, I just, I would love to live in that in that fantasy world, and 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 I'll, I'll go with you. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go on the journey. So let's let's go. Everything goes as planned. Five years later, what does life look like? Um, managing and and oh you know what M mentoring mentoring young entrepreneurs um and helping them out in different aspects um connect have, making sure they have the connections they need to fulfill their dreams because i really think you know knowing your dream that and 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 fulfilling it is, is one of our purposes and passions. So helping others do that would, would just be amazing. Just be so, so cool. 
Um, I definitely want to come alongside you. And, and they don't have to have to be entrepreneurs. It could be, you know, they want to become scientists and, and be like, okay, well, who do I know that can help you and, and lead you in the right direction? And it just, I think we have a, 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 a lack of, of, of mentors in, in society. I actually have a, uh, a client, uh, is, the name of the client is United Mentors, and, and they help children like, like this, you know, and help them with their studies to help them accomplish their academic goals. But uh, they also help them mentoring, you know, that guidance. Sometimes kids don't have that, that father in their life or that parent in their life um, to encourage them and to help them feel um, empowered to accomplish those goals that are they can accomplish, but the, it starts in their mind. So I would, in the next five years, would be um, getting that, that going, having that, that system in place to help um, kids in that, in that aspect. I like that. I love it. Impact, man. So as a final thought, um, what would be your, what would be your parting words to the audience? Um, parting words to the audience. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Oh, final thoughts, final thoughts, right? Um, my final thoughts would be to be in the moment, to don't overthink it, to play the position you're in right now, because Tomorrow has enough to worry about. Today is where where you get to play. So play today like it's your last game. I love it. You heard it right there, Andreas Escobar. Um, I'm excited, man, about the influence that you're going to have on on the on the community, not only in the business sector but also just you put it out there that you want to be able to help young individuals get to where they want to go. And I can only see great things happening um, out of that, man. Thanks brother. I appreciate the opportunity. I I thank you so much for uh, allowing me to be on the show and man, you just continue to do what you're doing, man. It's, it's definitely making a difference, man. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I truly am. All right. And, well, uh, thanks again, Andreas, for the time, man. You're super thoughtful. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. Right. We'll talk soon again. This is uh, Andres Escobar and the Crazy Asian. We're out. Out. <laughs> <laughs>